1: Wow. Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for
0: the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the tortillas and takes podcast, part of the 1012 network. You were on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And I hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas. We kind of took a, a week vacation here at, at TNT because you know, we had to spend it with our families. I'm back in Texas during this time, so I'm absolutely loving it. Um, and so since I'm back in Texas. I had to make sure to bring on my right-hand man that is Dylan Smythe to hop on the pod with me. What's up, Dylan?
1: Merry Christmas to all and Happy New Year's to all. But you know who had the merriest of Christmases, Al? Tweezy. Who's that? Anton Wesley <laughs> scored his first career <laughs> touchdown. And then, if you thought it couldn't get any better, Terrence Steele, offensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, caught a touchdown pass Sunday night. So... Very Merry Christmas for the Red Raiders. Wait, timeout. Uh And Jakeem Grant
0: got elected to his first Pro Bowl. Oh, big. Big time. My boy Dream. So that's, what wide receiver you? (laughs) That's that's three right there. Even our offensive
1: tackles are wide receivers. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, Yeah, no. First of all, I will say, though, Tweezy, bro, your first career NFL touchdown, that's the dance you want to (laughs) do? Like, there's got to be, like, you got to think this is what, he was in his mind, he was like, I'm going to go ahead and hit him with, the the shoulder work for my first career touchdown he's had this in mind for a long time what but this is how i'm going to celebrate the first is one. that
1: an actual dance or like to me it's he is being a chicken you know like people do that with chickens they move them around in their heads stay still
0: No, oh, i don't know i respect Terrence Steele's uh ball spike and dance around with the old lineman more than the, <laughs> the, the head the head work i don't i don't know what that was right the chicken there, dance so. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, NFL, all right. I mean, Kingsbury lost, so there's there's one negative, I guess, for the Red Raiders fans. But everybody else had a pretty good weekend. Pretty good weekend, if I do say so myself. Um, on the Jordan Brooks, 10 tackles for him with the Seahawks. He is, I, 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 he is balling himself. I'm actually surprised. I don't think he was elected to the Pro Bowl, and I think that was a, a travesty because Jordan Brooks had a very good year. All those Seahawks fans that were pissed he was drafted in the first round have shut up. That's how good he's been. Um so Dylan since we I mean we've already kind of started on it we're doing a little bit of a red raider roundup let's we've been gone for a week so let's recap some of the things that have happened in red raider nation uh, the Texas Tech men men's basketball team we already kind of talked about their game against Gonzaga and though they lost still ranked still the number 25 team in the country they are about to play Alcorn State which should be an easy dub and it should be a dub that gets us right back on track, right? We, we were able to beat Eastern Washington in a game without Terrence Shannon. Um, but everything we've kind of talked about before, which was uh, some of our guys getting back to fruition, getting the confidence back, kind of worked. Bryson Williams is the best game he's had in a while. Kevin O'Banner is the best game he's had in a while. Adonis, look, and Adonis Arms, he might have arrived. I think he's the guy that's like, you know what, Terrence Shannon's down. I got this. And he was, in, in my, other than O'Banner, was the most impressive player on the team against Eastern Washington. And so we're gonna have another warm-up game going into conference or before conference when we go up against Alcorn State. But I mean, just talk a little bit about the the Eastern Washington game and, and then the Alcorn State game as well.
1: Um, I'm not gonna even pretend to act like I prepared for any Alcorn State. Podcast, so I'm going to skip that one. But the Easter Washington game to to see the guys just really take care of business without Terrence Shannon was a sight to see. And you're right, Adonis Arms is here. Um, I, I think once we get back to healthy, he's our bona fide sixth man.
0: Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing about it: there was actually a, a quick, uh, small video about him. But like, and I love the video. I watched the whole thing about Adonis' arms. We've already known this, but like, just thinking about him as a as a person, he was on JV up until he only played one year of varsity basketball, right? Went to JUCO for two years, then went to D2, then D, then you know, group uh, – um, major, and now he's playing at the highest level and playing well, you know, and and that's that's a that's a guy that's going to I wouldn't shock me at all. As if he has a situation where he's undrafted, goes to Europe, works his way through Europe, works his way in the G League, and then he's in the NBA. Like that's that is the type of, of work ethic that he has, and and uh, friend of the pod. I'm glad to see he's doing well. Um, so we then we switch on to the women, the Tex- the women's basketball team, and we, we kind of previewed the the time that they were going to have down in Florida, going up against two tough teams in Ole Miss and LSU. And let me tell you something. They lost to Ole Miss by 15. Lost to LSU by 14. Two very different games, though, right? Like, Ole Miss was a game that we didn't even look in it whatsoever, and they were a team that we thought Tech would actually have a legitimate shot at, and both me and Kenzie predicted a close Tech win, uh, even though I was kind of being a little optimistic in that one. But uh, And they weren't able to get it done. They didn't look well. But then against LSU, it looked very good. Kept it, made it a game, made it a lot closer than anybody would have thought. And in the second half, played right there, we also got a situation to see Bramber Scott, finally gets a play. She was a, the transfer from Mississippi State and then uh oh, a little rock. And so she I mean having her now come off the bench last game against LSU put up 12 points, four assists. She looks like somebody that could be could be a vital asset for the women's basketball team. So, um, you know, a- impressive in their game against LSU, but still 2 Ls, the team 7 and 4 in the season. And they're also going into Big 12 basketball. Hopefully, more dubs on the way. Uh, Dylan's not my usual uh, women's basketball correspondent, so I can't really. Uh, I don't know if you watch any of those games, Dylan, but just know that we're 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 tracking in a in a decent direction, especially after the LSU game.
1: Okay, I am informed. <laughs> so that's everybody here. If you
0: if you saw the title of this podcast episode. You know what we're here to talk about. It is bowl season. And knock on wood, this is one of the few ball games that have not been canceled. And by the time this drops, um, it'll be the day before the ball game. And uh, the g- game still has not been canceled, the game's going to be played. Uh, one thing that was, and that is the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Texas Tech versus Mississippi State. One thing that was funny is on Sunday, I think it was, either Sunday or Saturday, um, the Sun Bowl, you know, commissioner or whatever, the, the president or the president of the Sun Bowl uh, was talking, and he was, and they were asking him, "Hey, is there any chance this game might get canceled? Miami's kind of getting some guys on COVID," and he was like, "Oh, no! Nah. I mean, if it was going to cancel, it'd have to be canceled like now. <laughs> Three hours later, the game was canceled. <laughs>
1: so- they were, they were, the players were already there."
0: Yeah. So, but luckily, I mean, at this point, it's the day before the. it's like I said, when this drops, it's going to be it's the day before the the ball game happens at this point. I mean, I, we haven't really seen many reports from the Texas team or the Mississippi State team about too many players having COVID. Uh, I mean, You know, like I said, knock on wood, don't want to jinx anything because Lord knows I've jinxed enough in Texas Tech athletics. But uh, it looks like this game will be played. And uh, it's the Michael Leach Bowl, the Pirate Bowl. The a better name for this bowl? Uh, What is your initial thoughts as Texas Tech plays Mississippi State in this game?
1: I mean, it's hard to ignore the storylines, right? I mean, Mike Leach against Texas Tech in a bowl game. Uh, If that didn't get you fired up on the announcement, then I don't know what's going to get you excited about this game. Um, Mississippi State's offense stands out a lot. I mean... Will Rogers, what a famous name for West Texans. And it's so weird to be playing a Will Rogers led by Mike Leach. Uh, again, storylines for days, son. Um, yeah, Will Rogers is quietly having like the third best season for any SEC quarterback in the history of college football. He He's spinning it. I mean, let's see if I can okay. find these numbers. Right. Here. 75% completion percentage. 4,500 yards and 35 touchdowns on the year. 52 yards to pass Mac Jones for the number two passing campaign in SEC history. Numbers.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. All right, stat nerd. All right, pump the brakes. Okay. Emily would be so (laughs) proud of me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's pump the brakes here will rogers has been great though I, he, has, he really has been i do think that this is the game if you're will rogers this is the game to where you're going to be able to say hey nfl scouts watch out for me in 2023 right like this is that's a, a lot of the top picks the bowl game the year before is the game that kind of announces your arrival and i mean the 2023 class is going to be highlighted by cj Stroud and bryce Young, but there's a big drop-off after that Somebody's going to have to be number three, right? All these NFL teams are looking at the quarterbacks coming out this year and saying, eh, they kind of all suck. What about next year? And Will Rogers, I think right now, this is the game where he says, I am the I should be mentioned amongst the C.J. Shrouds and the Bryce Youngs of the 23 class. And he's going to want to prove something. You are right. He is slinging it. He is doing well. And he's going to want to also prove that it's not just Mike Leach. It's him. So I definitely expect a big game from Will Rogers. Um, on the flip side of that, we don't know who's playing in this game for Texas Tech. Have no idea. If you watch the last hype video where they were out on Beale Street and they were, you know, Texas Tech Athletics was trying to show uh, Texas Tech practicing in Memphis. Donovan Smith got the most air, got the most video time. I, you know, and I don't know if that's precluding anything. Every time we try to make something out of what the videos are, it means nothing. Tech Athletics does a great job of just putting out videos for us to have these conversations and talk during podcasts, and then it means absolutely nothing. So we'll see. But Donald Smith did get the most video time. I don't know what, like I said, I don't know if that means anything, but um, we have no idea. We don't know if it'll be Smith. We don't know if it'll be Columbia. We don't know if it'll be, you know, um, uh, Tyler Shuck. We don't know if, out of nowhere, Baron Morton becomes – hell, Mavis McIver might come out of nowhere. Yes, he is still on the team. He may come out of nowhere and be the starter. We have no idea who the starter will be. Uh, who do you think the starter should be?
1: Donovan Smith. Um, a piece of me – if if Tyler Chuck is healthy, a piece of me would like to maybe see him in this game. But I, I think going forward, um, the value of, of Donovan Smith starting this game, I think, is, is probably – smarter thing to do. Um, Unless Joey McGuire has has some plans and some influence on who's going to start in this game. Joey McGuire is not the coach of this game. Sonny Cumbie is. But you wonder how much influence he has because bowl games are a really big deal for the following year. You you might have some guys that are sitting out because maybe they're going pro or maybe they just don't think it's worth it to play in a bowl game, which I totally understand. Um, So, I think bowl games are really important for the team next year and, and that's going to be Coach McGuire's team. So it, it I wonder how much influence he has or what, what I would expect him to do is say, Sonny, this is your team. You're the head coach. Start who you want. And, and I think if that's the case, it's Donovan Smith.
0: I think that McGuire, from everything I've read and seen, and then McGuire a kind of a hands-off approach when it comes to ball preparation and everything like that. But I do think if there's one place where he says, hey, I need I need this to happen, it is who starts at quarterback. And I just think that's the – I think he – I think if anything, Cumbie is asking McGuire, who do you want to see? Now, I think a big question is is that can we get a medical redshirt for Tyler I think that's a big question, right? And everything I've heard – last i heard, now it's been a while since i heard this, was that they were trying to get – Tyler Shuck in medical redshirt. And you're not gonna be able to get that medical redshirt if he plays in this ball game. So I think if we see Tyler Shuck play in this game, it's because we're not, he's not gonna get a medical redshirt anyway. So let play him. And I think if he doesn't, if Tyler Shuck's not able to get a medical redshirt, I'd rather see him out in this game. Because I if gun to my head right now, I think Tyler Shuck's gonna be the starting quarterback for the Texas Tech Raiders next year. Um and so I wanna see how he plays in this ball game. I think he gives us the best chance to win the ball game. However, if he is able to get a medical redshirt, and I, and I say this as somebody that doesn't think he'll play out until his senior year anyway, but you never know, just in case, um, then I, I agree with you that Donovan Smith's the guy, right? I think if, if if I had to rank the most likely starters for next year, Tyler Shuck's number one, and Donovan Smith's number two, and I think though it's really, I think, the main race next year, and I know everybody wants to talk about Baron Morton because they're infatuated with the, the, the recruiting rankings from 2020, but – those are – I'd put that one and two of Tyler Shuck, Donovan Smith. Those are the most likely guys to start next year with a, a tie between Morton and Columbia for third. Uh, that's right. Columbia can still play next year. I know everybody's kind of forgotten about him and, and kind of said, ah, good luck to your, on your future endeavors. But he hasn't transferred, and he can still technically play next year. But I definitely I, – I agree. If I, starting this bowl game, I do agree that Donovan Smith there's – there's too much questions around Tyler Shuck to see whether or not he will play. And I do agree that I do think Donovan Smith if I had to guess, would be the guy here, but I personally want to see how Tyler Shuck is. So, um, time. Let's go to the rest of the offense when it comes to and let's compare the skill players between Mississippi State and Texas Tech. Uh, we and you know when it comes to the skill players, two names that first jump out of me is you got Dylan Johnson and their, and the star receiver that they have over there from Mississippi State, which is um, Polk, right, Makai Polk who else from Mississippi State's team just gives you the heebie-jeebies?
1: So I, I guess I kind of buried the lead. I, I, I'm going with the quarterback. It's Will Rogers for all the reasons I've already stated. Is he the, he's the only skill player you care about?
0: You're like, no, oh, it's, everybody it's else, will suck.
1: No, but knowing Mike Leach's system, you know, like the, the traditional air raid, and I don't think he's running quite the traditional air raid, but it's the closest thing to anybody that's actually running it in college football. Ah, it, it, ah, skill positions hardly matter. The second
0: matter. most. He's, okay, Zach uh, Kitley. Zach Kitley yeah. is running the most. Zach Kitley is more air raid than Mike Leach is. He is running the Howl Mum air raid, okay? But but you're right. Mike Mike Leach is, is still running the original air raid. It's probably just those two programs, actually.
1: Yeah, well, and so to me, the traditional air raid, It's you don't necessarily have to have great skill players. You're just putting guys in positions to catch and run or, you know, Easy, easy passes. You know, it's all about the quarterback. Like, Can the quarterback get the ball out of his hands quickly? Can he take shots when he needs to? Can he make good decisions? And Will Rogers is capable of doing all those things. He only has eight interceptions on the season. Um, So... I will disagree with you a little bit there. I do think the best air raid
0: systems, the best ones are the ones where you do have that star skill player um, out in Western Kentucky. I mean, one of the the guys having Stearns out there has been huge for them and name excuse me right now. Cause I was just watching the game the other day. They have this one guy. I'd have to look him up, but they have this one receiver out there that is, at Bailey Zappi, worst come to worst something's breaking down effort he's out there somewhere and that's kind of to me that's kind of makai polk for will rogers i mean makai polk has uh, uh far and away the most receptions on the team far and away the most yards on the team he's going to get a thousand yards receiving this year once this game plays um and he's been huge and i think when it comes to the running game dylan johnson and jacquavius mark that's kind of a hey whoever's here kind of get the ball and see what you can do type of thing But when it comes to receivers i mean makai polk they got. i agree with everybody else like right? Jaden wally austin williams uh, Malik Heath—that's kind of a, you know, spread the ball around, see what happens. But Makai Polk, F it, hes out there somewhere, and he's been definitely somebody Will Rogers has leaned to uh, throughout this game. And I think Makai Polk is somebody who's also using this game as a as a potential springboard. Right? He could go to—he could enter the draft. He hasn't done it yet, but he could. And I think if he did enter the draft, he'd be a, a guy that would 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 actually be drafted. Right around a certain player from Texas Tech would be drafted as well. So I kind of uh, buried the lead a little bit when it comes to that that uh, uh, mysterious Texas Tech player. Eric Azuconma will not be playing in this game. He's, I think uh, – stop me if I'm wrong. Is he the first player, Texas Tech player, to ever opt out of the bowl game to enter the draft? Hmm. That's a good the, 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 the last couple we didn't have a bowl game for, right? Right. Um, and and Pat didn't do it. Well, actually, no, Pat didn't have a bowl game his last year. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I don't think Kiki did either, so – he might be the first Texas secret Raider that I can think of that has skipped the poll game, entered the transfer portal. Hey, all, all power to him. I'm a little, I was entered I'm the, only draft, a little su- the transfer portal. The oh, draft. sorry, yeah. Let me let me rephrase that. Yes, absolutely. of the draft. I'm a little, you know, I, I uh, only reason I was a little surprised by it is not because he doesn't deserve to do that. I, I absolutely agree that he does, and like you said before, Dylan. That the bowl game is more for next year, if any. Unless it's a college football playoff, it's more for next year than anything. Um, but the reason I'm surprised a little bit is because he hasn't been to a bowl game. I know he was very excited to go to one. It was his first one. The whole team is excited to go to one because I think I don't think anybody on the team has ever been to a bowl game, <laughs> unless it's uh, a transfer <laughs> or uh, yeah, hasn't been to a Texas Tech bowl game. I don't think anybody has. So I, I know he was really excited to go to one. So but. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and act like he didn't make the right decision. He's if I had to put a pin in it, and I was I was arguing with somebody about this because right now his pre-draft is I think seventh round. He's not gonna be a seventh round pick. If you know anything about Texas Tech and bowl games, they're always slotted late, and then people see film and they say, "Oh yeah, why haven't we talked about this guy more?" I happened to Kiki Takuti, who was predicted to be an undrafted free agent. Then he was. Uh, I ended the draft and all of a sudden, you know, he's a, uh, what did he get drafted? Third, fourth round? Like he, cause he's Kiki Kuti. He's that good. And the same thing's going to happen to Eric is If I had to put a guess to it right now, I'd say he's probably ends up being a third round pick. Uh, but all, I mean, all powers to him. He's, people are going to see film. They're going to see how good he is. I'm not, I, I, I think this is a good decision, but just a little surprising.
1: Uh, I'm always team. Don't risk the injury. Like if there is a payday, a guaranteed payday at the end of the light, w- why risk it? For a game that virtually means nothing, it does. You do get the free swag though. Uh, well, if he traveled with the team, if he's with the team and just hanging out, he probably got the swag anyways. But what is the swag for an AutoZone Bowl? Are they giving out car parts or?
0: <laughs> uh, so here's these a carburetor, the, son. So these are the gifts for the Liberty Bowl as we kind of this as this podcast gets off the rails. Um, there's a Nike sunglasses which I was looking for Nike. Uh, well, not Nike. I was looking for sunglasses before Christmas. So I will say these are expensive gifts. Nike sunglasses, uh, Nike slides, all right? Which that's valuable, all right? A Nike backpack, Nike athletic shoes. I'm pretty sure. I thought this was the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Apparently it's the Nike Liberty Bowl. Um oh, how does Under Armour feel about all this? Anyways, um, a commemorative game ball, uh, a custom Caravel. Oh, it's a, it's a watch. Oh, dang. A Belova watch. I just I got my wife a Belova watch for Christmas. Those those things aren't cheap either. Um, and then the best gift is a Bose uh, Bluetooth, a port, Bose portable Bluetooth speaker. Um,
1: no, DC, no PlayStation Five or
0: oh, no PlayStation. Hey, man, the budget's <laughs> tight this year. <laughs> you know the budget, the budget. Really, the watch and the speaker are really the only things that really cost them money. Everything else is probably donated from Nike or you know a commemorative game
1: ball. You had those already. Honestly, <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't find enough PS Five for two football teams. anyways, so <laughs> that's, that's true. Money, they don't the make the enough problem. Money. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um. <laughs> that's funny well as far as that with eric azucama not playing on this game there is a lot of skill players for texas tech to, to look forward to who do you expect to have a big game in this one on the skill side
1: you know that's like the biggest question to me is who steps up in the receiver room to replace eric azucama and you know kaylin geiger miles price are probably the easy answers but i don't see them kaylin geiger has been good on the outside but he doesn't have like the size that that Eric Izukanma does but you know who does and it's your guy and you're already shaking your head because you know I'm about to do it let's 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 make it the Loic Fungi yeah you know like let's (laughs) we talked about it this is for next year right Loic Fungi's gonna have to step into Eric Izukanma's shoes next year and so I think you let him do it in this game start him at the X throw it up he's got the size throw it up see what he's got
0: especially if donovan Smith starting in this game, they, they already have the continuity that you want from your receiver and, and, and your quarterback. And I, man, you, you're reading my mind. That's exactly the person I was going to talk about. The person I was going to pump up. It's Loic Fungi, right? He is, I, I do expect a good game from him, especially on those deep balls. The guy is fast. The guy has big size. Um, and actually, like you said, he reminds me a lot of acres who come his freshman year. Uh, Loic, Loic Fungi. This is the Loic Fungi game. I believe it. I think he's going to have a really big game in this one. Um, i also. Also, in, in talking about guys that are getting ready for the NFL, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Travis Coons has a five catch game, right? I think Travis Coons is—he's a, a guy that kind of dealt with injury lately, and I think he's a guy that also we can see him saying, you know what? I, I'm, I think he's one of the Hula Bulls, if I'm not mistaken. But he's one of one of these senior bowls, the and one. he's like, this is my this is my last chance to put real things on film before going to that bowl. Let me see what could happen. Um, I could also see Mason if – if not Coons, I could see Mason Tharp as well getting some action here. Um, but I, I expect a lot of passes to be thrown. Listen, I, I know this is going to be Sonny Cumbie's last hurrah with the Texas Tech, tech Red Raiders. But at the same time, like, you know, I expected to, to – I expect him to say, let's let's throw the ball around a little bit. Hey, y'all going to have to get used to this next year anyway with this new coach. Let's throw the ball. Let's see what's going on. Let's see what happens here. And I expect all the tricks, all the back, everything to be thrown out here from Sonny Cumbie. His last game as a Tech – because Sonny Cumbie, I don't think, will be back at Texas Tech unless he's the head coach, right? Like this is probably yeah. – this is really – if you're Sonny Cumbie, you're saying this is likely my last hurrah wearing the red and black ever again right this is my last this is definitely my last hurrah with this group this is our first ball game since 2017 let's go guns blazing every play trick that i have in my playbook i'm going to wheel it out here you want to see a hey offensive tackle pass that might happen in this game right (laughs) um uh, a a quadruple reverse you never seen it you might see it in this game i just i think that everything this is going to be what's going to happen in this game and who, who knows? You might see a Travis Coons pass. I don't know. I'm just throwing these things out there. Um, it, it's a, a lot of fun things may happen in this game. So we have the, we have the tools in the bag to do it. So uh, let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball real quick. Not real quick, but right now. Uh, but before we do so, listen, let me I, – I know, I know Christmas is over. I get that. That don't mean that you have to stop with your home field apparel swag, right? Like – they're about to wear on on the tech double T helmet. They're going to wear a double T on that with the mass rider. It's it's one of my favorite logos. The tech has the old school double T with the mass rider. And you can get that mass rider on a Reckham shirt. I think we tweeted out the other day. It's a great shirt. Not only that one, but all the old school tech swag, they have it at home field apparel. So make sure you go over there and using our promo code takes 12. You can get 15% off, um, Listen, that's what we're trying to do with y'all. We're trying to get y'all good gifts here uh, to give to yourself. Now Christmas is over. It's Boxing Day, baby. Get it to yourself. Get yourself some nice gifts, some nice swags. Takes twelve. The T A K E S one two to get fifteen percent off uh, as we switch over to the defense. Um, and are we going to see another Colin
1: Schooler day? Absolutely. Um, it's probably the player I wanted to talk about most on on the defense because looking at you know mock drafts and things it's I don't even see his name coming up and I think that's ridiculously disrespectful if you're if you're Colin schooler and you're looking at all this and it's like I should be drafted. So if I'm Colin schooler, I'm taking this personally and I'm knowing knowing that this is my last chance to impress some people, I think Colin schooler plays lights out hair on fire.
0: Yeah, I, I and again, right, Like I think it's another thing. He will get invited to the combine. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. And in that combine, I think his biggest problem is, is that uh, college school, a little undersized, 6'2", 230, right? A little undersized for the next level. Um, So he's going to get – as big as he looks to us, he, unfortunately in the NFL, he is a little undersized. Um, Not the fastest, right? But he's one of those guys that I, I almost guarantee you, because of his size and his, his lack of speed at the next level, it's going to be, oh, well – you know, yeah, he got a lot of tackles in his career, mind you. Uh, um, yeah, he got a lot of tackles in his career. Yeah, he set records in that aspect. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he was the best player at two different schools. Yeah, yeah, but you know how good is he going to be? Really, he's going to be like some seventh round pick or whatever, and he, and he's going to be so good you're going to say, well, how the hell wasn't he a first round pick? Like that's that's the type of stuff that we're going to see from Colin Schooler and these same scouts uh, and draft quote unquote experts. That miss out on a guy like Colin School are going to be kicking themselves years later because he's going to be good. But like, just like I said about Travis Coons, this is going to be his pretend. He can come back for a senior. Oh uh, uh, no, I take that back. No, he can't. This is last year. Period. He is a super senior, so um, this is yeah. This will be his last hurrah on a Texas Tech uniform, and I expect him to go out guns blazing.
1: Yeah, that, uh, it's the it's the his last shot, really. You know, and, and I I really do think he's got to feel a certain kind of way because he's. Definitely draft-worthy. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So as we talk about I mean, other guys are going to have their last shot, one of them, the tumultuous Eric Monroe, another super senior. A uh, guy, guy that he'll follow up a bad game with a good game. He'll follow up a bad play with a good play and then follow that up again with another bad play. Um, Eric Monroe has probably been the most volatile player on the entire defense. Uh, but his is his last hurrah. And he, now, now, this is a guy that has all the tools. This is the guy that has the size of an NFL safety, um, and I, I, you know, and this will be his last hurrah to put something good on film, at, uh, playing at both LSU and and, and Texas Tech. Um, another guy is, is our guy. you know, we we like Rico Jeffers a lot, so this will be his last chance to show. Um, I know a lot of Tech fans think that he'll be drafted. I am not one of them, but I do think that he is a guy that, uh, again, he's a guy that is 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 a little undersized, a little not the fastest guy, but a lot of energy, a lot of great leadership from Rico Jeffers, and this will be his last chance to put something on film. I mean, this is, uh, you know, uh, um, this will be uh, an interesting, just an interesting group overall. I, I and think we have you can of, add
1: DeMarcus Fields to that list too, right?
0: DeMarcus Fields, yeah, yeah. DeMarcus Fields is, uh, uh, absolutely. Um, and, and look, DeMarcus Fields has been through the ringer, right? Mm-hmm. He's been through a lot uh, during his time. He's another guy that was recruited here from K- Kingsbury, recruited him here. Right, Kingsbury's the one that said, "Hey, come on and play for me." He played a year under Kingsbury. Kingsbury played a year. Played, you know, his most of his career with Wells. Uh, now playing the end of it with Comby, and so he's had a tumultuous career himself. Going from the ah oh man, Demarcus Fields is our quarterback to hell yeah, Demarcus Fields is our quarterback, so a lot of progression in that one. Um, absolutely, and then we have a lot of players on defense as well that is still mum's the word on whether they'll come back for their super senior season. Uh, guys like Krishan Merriweather, guys like Reggie Pearson, from every from the looks of it, they all will. Um, if you follow Reggie Pearson's dad on Twitter, it seems like they all will. Um, but uh, veteran, veteran defense how do you think they'll play against again this will
1: pop,
0: this might just be this not just might just be this will be the greatest passing threat uh, passing test they've had all season
1: yeah i am glad it's not the greatest running test we'll face all season um at least it's the passing test and it that is it's it's a veteran group uh and i i think that gives me hope but this mississippi state offense has been borderline unstoppable um so it scares me a little bit. I, I do think you, you mentioned it. This is as good as our defense can play. There are going to be points scored. And, and I think Sonny Comby is going to get us into a good old fashioned shootout with his former coach. They're, they're just going to go back and forth at each other. I think this is going to be a really high scoring game.
0: Well, so here's the thing, though. I, I will say, and you said it's getting some kind of, a rushing test. Outside of those two games, we know which two games there. I'm not even going to bring up the two teams <laughs> that we played in those two games. The run defense has actually been good, right? The problem is, is our pass defense is saying great. Pass defense is what ranks last in the conference. And, and why that is, it's not because of our corners. I left you on a pod the other day. It's not because our corners are back. It really isn't. Our secondary is not bad. That's not the reason why our pass defense is so bad. The main reason our pass defense is so bad is we get absolutely zero pass rush, right? And again, it's not because our lead linemen are bad. I, I think one thing, uh, Jeremy's not on the pod right now, but but, but Jeremy's boy, right? Ty Wilson, it has played better than I expected. right? Devin Drew has played decently. Uh, the law firm of Jalen Hutchins and Tony Bradford are i think some of the best tackles in the conference yes I, I truly believe they're some of the best tackles in the conference even though they didn't get all big 12 honors simply be, i mean because <laughs> listen they don't have the stats for it um but i say this despite all of that despite all of that the main reason is because listen keith patterson doesn't like to blitz and he likes instead to have three down linemen and so because of that if that happens in this game buddy will rogers is going to pick this secondary apart anything that's more than five seconds it's gonna be an auto 20 yards. And then that's kind of been the case all season long. It's really our our is okay, but they're not they're not world beaters. Five seconds to, to or 10 seconds to defend a guy, that is an eternity if you're a defensive back. And what and what's happened all season is, is that you've given that quarterback that much time and he's able to make the completion, right? Um, and I think unfortunately, if we don't put pressure in on Will Rogers in this game, the same thing's gonna happen
1: yeah and that that's probably the key like can't can we either get pressure with our three or four man rush or are we gonna bring it uh the, yeah that's probably the big thing to look for defensively for the red raiders
0: all right and then switching on to the other side uh mississippi state's defense i mean who anybody out there that's really puts the fear of god in you
1: the fear of god i don't know this has been overall this group has surprised a lot of people um I, I think they're ranked like 20, top 25 in, in yards allowed. So th- this group has surprised a lot of people, but I don't think they have like superstars. I think they're just kind of well rounded. Um, Tyus Wheat This has seven sacks on the season. I always look for the team sack leader because, uh, not our guy, TJ Stormit, <laughs> has been pretty awful. Uh, um, not our guy at all. I hope to God he, uh, got some some good practice in over the break because that 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 scares me a little bit whoever's rushing uh, against i forgot him.
0: he's he's also a super senior and i didn't even put his name out
1: there <laughs> well hopefully he's <laughs> motivated by that fact <laughs> we, we'll left. need him
0: uh yeah and every time his name gets brought up i gotta once again say sorry to melissa treewasser uh from frogs of war she told us. She told us in the offseason. <laughs> she, she mentioned it. I, mean, I thought she was being a big hater. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, oh, okay, Melissa, sure. The all-Big 12 tackle isn't good. Whatever. <laughs> she was absolutely right. Hey, but
1: she was, but she was right. also kind of a hater on Sonny Cumbie, so 50-50. 50-50, that's She was nice that's about true. it. She, she mentioned she, he was a great guy, but she just was not a well, fan of his say, offensive coordinator time at TCU. Which no TCU fan was.
0: Uh, But I will say you are right about the pass rush in general, right? Not just not just Tyrus Wheat, but um, they have four players, five players with over three sacks, four players with over four uh, or sorry. Sorry, take that back. I even missed one. They have six players with over three sacks. The team gets after it they're going to put pressure on whoever we have at quarterback. Um, and especially with some of the tackles we've, we've had problems with, uh, you know, that's another reason why I think maybe Don Donovan Smith is the better thing because he's going to, they're going to get after him. They're going to go after it. Right. Uh, Nathaniel Watson has four sacks. Randy Charlton has four sacks. Nathan Pickering, their DT has four sacks, right? This team definitely gets after it a little bit. Um, yeah, and they cost turnovers. I mean, Emmanuel Forbes—they have three interceptions. He has three interceptions on the years. Fred Peters and Jalen Green both have two. Right, so that's the main thing—is they get pressure on the quarterback and they get turnovers off of it. However, however, if you bleed them down, they will get blood. You can push your way down the field on this te- on this defense. Teams have done it throughout the year, and that's how they lost games—is that they have kept that offense off the field and just blood clock, blood clock, blood clock, and winning the time of possession. I think is going to be huge for the Texas Tech Red Raiders.
1: I, I, but I also kind of don't see that happening. I, I, I just, Be- I just don't see Sonny Covey saying, oh, "Let's come out here and run the ball." Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I wish he would personally, but I, I just, I see this. It's just too enticing to have, to not have a shootout in this game.
0: Unfortunately, I do think a shootout though results in a Texas Tech L. So, with that being Agreed. said. With that being said, will we have a shootout? Will it be Texas Tech? Al, before we get to that, who do you think is going to be the Texas Tech offensive player of the game?
1: Man, that's such a tough, tough question because our default answer has been Eric Izuconma all season, and it's been a <laughs> damn good one. Um, we don't even know who the starting quarterback is. Um, who, who's going to? Who's the hot hand at running back? We don't know because we haven't seen this team play in a month. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot dude this is such a hard question to answer I, I, I've i been struggling for a while give me uh, maybe this is the safe answer I don't even know give me Miles Price um, Miles Price he, he came on late in the season he's been slowly rising Eric Izukanma is out we I, we do expect Loic Fungi to p- pick up some of the slack but to say he's going to be the player of the game I don't know so I don't know shot in the dark here give me Miles Price
0: let me tell you why it's going to be Kalen Geiger. I was, I was actually going to say t- Todd Brooks, and the most of the reason I was going to say Todd Brooks is simply because I want it to be Todd Brooks, so that means really you run the ball a lot. But I'm going to tell you why it's it's Kalen Geiger. Uh, because, one, this is probably his I, – I believe is, – is Geiger a super senior or just a senior? I don't know. I want to – Not sure. This might be his final game also, but, it, like, listen, we're not, we're not geniuses over here, <laughs> right? Well, so we so hard already... to keep up with these bonus yeah, years. <laughs> It is. It is. Uh, But Kalen Geiger is going to play in this game. And I'm going to tell you this. He's going to have a receiving touchdown and a passing touchdown. I'm going to say right now, he will have a passing touchdown in this game. I said he's going to have all the tricks. He's already attempted one pass. It was awful. So he's going to make up for it and have a a touchdown to match that interception he had in the West Virginia game. Uh, So Kalen Geiger is going to be my player of the game. And what about the defense side of the ball? Who do you have? Is it going to be the default Colin Schooler answer?
1: Yep. I mean, yeah. Straight like that. Yeah. I mean, Uh, let's let's not get cute with it. Let's not get cute with it. He's been the answer all season. He's the answer today. He's the answer tomorrow if he decided to play tomorrow in some other bowl game.
0: So boring. What a boring answer. How dare you? Uh, If we were all as boring as you, we'd be right. It's Colin Schooler. (laughs) <laughs> Colin Sculley, the best player of the game. I will say this: I do think I, I hope again. I hope it's Demarcus Fields because I hope that means he has at least one interception. Um, I do, I do see a potential interception in Demarcus Fields' future. Um, I see a potential interception in Dejaron Taylor Demerson's future. DTD. I, I listen. He should be here next year as well, and he's had a fantastic year so far this year. Um, but uh, I mean, let's face
1: it, Colin Schooler. Yeah, T- but Dejaron Taylor Demerson, he's he's CB one next year. No doubt about it. Oh, yeah. Facts. Big facts. Um, And
0: so we get to our last last page. Who is the player of the game, Dylan? Who do you have? Or not the player of the game. Sorry. What is your prediction? What is your prediction? Who wins this game? Texas Tech, Mississippi State, the Mike Leach Bowl, the Pirate Bowl, the end of the curse bowl. Because I believe that if we beat Mississippi State, the curse is over. We won't talk about the curse ever again if we beat Mississippi State.
1: I think it's you know I, I tweeted that out like a month ago when this announcement first happened. I've changed my mind. I think it's the opposite. I think Mississippi State has to boat race us, and then the curse is over because we owe Mike Leach something, right? We first of all, well, we don't. well, <laughs> we depends on not. who you ask. But that that's that's why people think the curse exists because they think there's a a toll to be paid. You know, pay the pirate. Well. I don't think beating the pirate erases the curse. I think the pirate beating us erases the curse. So I think there's a silver lining if and when I we think, lose.
0: I think you're just saying that because <laughs> you, because you don't have faith we can win this game and you want it to be over
1: so badly. Yes. <laughs> kind of I, I, it gives me it gives me a reason to have some hope when we lose or if we lose. I shouldn't say when we lose because now you know my prediction, but if we lose. I mean that
0: is yeah, go ahead and say <laughs> what is this final score gonna be?
1: Spreads nine and a half points. I, I think nine points is fair. Uh I don't know if I want to pick a score. Uh I I, I could see this being like in the fifties for the winner, like fifty two uh, hey forty one.
0: This is fifty two forty this is tortilla's and take. That's an actually an eleven point game.
1: No. Nope. Uh Dylan's might not be best is for hard me, huh? No. <laughs> I, I point cameras at people for a living, so you know math <laughs> that's is a not double, a requirement for me. That's
0: that double T education, boy. I tell you, <laughs> Texas Tech, we can't let them all in. Two turret right? university, baby. <laughs> we can't. We cannot let them all in. This is this is the product of that. Um, all right, fifty-two, forty-one is Dylan Smythe's prediction. Uh, so for as far as for mine, listen. I, there's a theory that just playing Mike Leach is the end of the curse, right? There's, this is closure. This is something that has been hovering over both Mike Leach and the Texas Tech football program for what is it now, 11 years, right? This is closure in a way, right? For, for both sides. Um, and in a way for, for them to say, you know what, handshake, it's I love my time. Hell, Mike Leach still lives in Lubbock. <laughs> like, he still lives there. It's the reason why his name pops up every time we have an opening, because he still lives in Lubbock, he still loves Lubbock. But this is a way to have some closure to the to the entire chapter. And so there's a theory that just playing him, whether we win, whether we lose, just playing him and having that closure is is a win. Right? Is a win. We're not gonna act like, hell, Mike Leach was taking pictures with fans while his team was fighting. He's gonna take pictures with Texas Tech fans after the game. There's a closure. And I and I I I agree to that notion that just playing Mike Leach. Ends the curse, gives closure to the whole thing, and we can move on to the Joey Mack era. Um,
1: that is as far as this game thinking,
0: goes, my friend. As far as this game <laughs> goes, uh, I listen. I have tried to look at how Texas Tech can win this game. I have. I've I really tried to. I. It's going to be bowl games are weird. Listen, the last time I thought that Tech was going to really get whooped in a bowl game was 2013. 2013, we did the whooping. We beat Cal like they stole something with Davis Webb, who at the time I thought was the future of Tech. If you'd have told me Davis Webb had all the success that Pat Mahomes currently has in 2013, I would have believed you. Um, that's how good he played against Cal in his fr- true freshman season. A month ago, it's really tough to see how these bowl games are going to play out because anything can happen when you have a month Um But, man, Mississippi State's offense is so much better than Texas. Um, I would argue their defense is f- comparable the difference is that, that Mississippi State has a much better pass rush. We have a much better run defense. Again, forget the two games that you think of. Take away those two games. Our run defense is actually pretty good. Hell, even with the two games, the run defense stat-wise isn't, isn't that tough. Um, So the, the run defense is good, but unfortunately we're playing a game that do not run the ball like that. So it's it's just they're playing towards our weakness. We're not we're not going to blitz the ball blitz as much as we need to. It's going to be tough. I, I'm not going as high-scoring as Dylan is, but I do think they're going to put points up on the board um let me go i'm gonna be a little bit of an optimist here actually now let me be real with y'all i've always been real with y'all before i'm going 45 31 they're gonna beat us pretty pretty handily all right so two l's on the way or two l predictions from both dylan and myself we're running over so uh, anything else you want to say to the people dylan
1: i truly believe the curse is over. When when we lose, if and when we lose, that's 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 what I'm going for. I'm sticking with it. Um, This narrative, I'm a big Mike Leach fan. A big Mike Leach fan. This narrative, I, Don Williams put out a tweet that just got Texas Tech Twitter all in a fury about half of Texas Tech fans are rooting for Mike Leach. False. I am a huge Mike Leach fan. He is my coach. He's my guy. I am not rooting for Mike Leach in this game. I don't silly narrative don't 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 fall into the trap texas tech fans no i I don't think anybody's really rooting like
0: we i think a lot of tech i I agree with him that half of texas tech fans root for mike leach and personally i hope he does well wherever he is washington state mississippi state will root for him in any game but you're not you're you are not a texas tech fan if you root for him to beat your school if you root against your school you are not a texas tech fan there's just no i don't care who we're playing Right? Unless we're playing Jesus, let me tell you something. If we're playing Jesus. I'm rooting for Jesus. But outside of, outside of that, if we're not playing Jesus, uh, then you should be rooting for Texas Tech, no matter what. Doesn't matter. And so, uh, uh, hell, I hate the Cowboys, but I was so happy when Terrence Steele got that touchdown. Right? Like that's you. You root for Texas Tech over anybody. And and so there's he's wrong. I don't think and I don't know any Texas Tech fans that are rooting for Mike Leach to beat Texas Tech, except for apparently Dylan over here that mm-hmm. wants us to get boat raised to end the curse.
1: <laughs> it's, it's for our own good, okay? And, and let's be <laughs> clear, Don Williams didn't say this thing. He overheard a fan saying that, but well, well, that nonsense. That one fan, fan is, is was drunk.
0: Yeah, the fan is wrong. And he could have been drunk. This is Texas Tech we're talking about. Uh, so, how, how dare whoever put that poll out that said we weren't a top 25 drinking school, how dare they?
1: All right, putting Texas in there. Please get out of here. Probably one of the biggest snubs in Texas tech school history. Absolutely. I, seriously, come on now. Like, we don't, put, we don't have
0: this reputation in the state for nothing. All right. If they would have put Texas State not us, you know what? I might have said, okay. But there's only one school that competes with us when it comes to drinking, and that is Texas State. Let me tell you something. I drink with Texas State guys, they compete. But outside of that, a&M in Texas, how dare you? All right, come on now. We fought hard for this. Don't disrespect our drinking or our meat judging. What's wrong with y'all? Uh, <laughs> that is it for us. Like I said, we are running over, so I got to get out of here before Dylan put the knife through me. Um, bowl game coming up. I may or may not be at a watch party. If I am, I'll put it on IG. So make sure to follow us at Tortillas and Takes. Uh, Leave a five-star review rating. That'll be our Christmas present. That'd be fantastic. So uh, for our our producer extraordinaire, that is Dylan Smythe. This is I'll Be Sure. You can listen to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network. As always, stay wrecked, people.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.